KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and standing by to join me is author Robin Merrill. We're going to talk about her new book, Involuntary Exit, A Woman's Guide to Thriving After Being Fired. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's a delight to be here with you. I saw your book and I thought this is so important, especially right now. Here we are, Mm -hmm. you know, 80 plus weeks into the pandemic. So many people have hit been hit so hard, you know, that's an understatement. How did the book come about for you? So I actually wrote the book pre-pandemic and um, it came about based on my own experience and the experience of dozens of women uh, that I interviewed Mm -hmm. who had experienced sudden job loss, didn't see it coming and then had to regroup. And obviously the pandemic um, had the same effect on so many of us, women and men. And whereas before I was dealing with the whole concept of uncertainty, women were were suddenly thrust into this world Mm -hmm. where um, they didn't know what was going to happen next. And they didn't know how to embrace the unknown and really thrive in it. The pandemic actually did the same thing on a massive scale. Um, People were thrust into a new world. They didn't know how to navigate it. They needed help. And I found this out um, when I interviewed a therapist who had a clinical Mm. practice that saw a lot of people who were reeling from job loss. And she said, you know, not knowing their next steps really had people on edge, but there was also a silver lining to the pandemic and that people were able to step back because they weren't churning day after day, reflect on what was really important to them. And in many cases, change their path. And so we're seeing some of the result of that in the great resignation. Yes. People are leaving, they're redefining themselves. Entrepreneurship is up. And I will tell you, for the women that I interviewed before the pandemic, it was the same process. They realized they had to step back, reflect, mm-hmm. reinvent, and really figure out what their value was and how they wanted to live their, their days. Sure. Well, it really takes an, a mental, emotional, and financial toll, you know, and you it, touched on that in the book. It certainly does. Um, You know, the book is divided into uh, four parts that cover all of those aspects. So the first part is called uh, The Loyalist Guide to Betrayal. And it really focuses on those of us who have worked so long and so hard for an organization and only to to find ourselves no longer with that organization. And um, it deals with the emotional trauma of that loss and sets the stage because it is a grieving process. Many of us have very strong relationships with people that we've worked with for hour after hour, year after year. And we're all familiar with the stages of a grieving process, but I felt that the, the stages of grieving for children was more relevant to the kind of bullying that I heard about uh, from people 
who had lost their jobs. And so the four stages are shock and numbness, mm -hmm. yearning and searching, disorientation and disorganization, and finally reorganization and resolution. And I found that for all of the women that I spoke with, they all had to go through that process yeah. of, of emotional healing. Sure. And those who had enough financial strength uh, to do that uh, without taking another job or being most concerned about uh, finances really did a wonderful job of taking the time and finding the resources to help them get through that and to come out better and stronger on the other end. And those that did need the financial resources, my advice was always make sure that you can compartmentalize every day and really think, think about your next move, think yes. about what you want, think about your own value. Yeah. I, I had someone give me some great advice one time recently in the pandemic. He said, stop thinking so much about work, you, your freelance things, take some time off, let your mind rest because in those moments of rest, you will kind of tap into yourself, your, your emotions, your next step, maybe connecting with someone you haven't connected with or a networking right. thing. And it worked. I felt yeah. rejuvenated come Monday morning. Yeah. And it's not, it's not a habit we're used to doing. No. I mean, you know, we, when, when we're in an organization, we're so set on setting our goals, thinking about our goals, how we're going to get to those, measuring our goals, reporting on what we've done. Right. Uh, we never think of doing that for ourselves. Oh, what would happen if Janine sat down? She set some Janine goals and then she had metrics against them. <laughs> and then she thought about how she was doing and she realized, oh, she hadn't taken time to really think about herself for, right. you know, for three or three or four days. So right. um, it's, e it, it's definitely easier said than done. And one of the, one of the things that the most successful women who changed focus on was changing their mindset definitely changing their mindset and and looking forward mm -hmm. um, not backward and they all use different tools to do it you know some of us might just go on a vacation just change your environment and you yes. change what you're thinking about and how yeah. you're thinking oh yeah um, some used vision boards to really find out mm -hmm. what they're thinking I've heard you say uh, you're a journalist and so writing is part of processing and if you process by writing, you do that if you're somebody who is maybe, you know, in their early 20s, you're going to want to make a you video on your phone and talk to yourself and play it back to yourself because you're right. you're more visually uh, yes. inspired in that way. Yes. So yeah. um, whatever you can do really to uh, to give yourself that breathing space, what you described, having your mm -hmm. mind rest is very, very important. Yes. And I would also say this, and I'll give an example, go do something for somebody else. So absolutely. My little example, which has turned into a big thing, is I have been helping to feed the homeless. Oh, and that's wonderful. It was a it wasn't a planned thing. I was asked by somebody at a local donut shop if we if my daughter and I would donate the donuts at the end of the day to the homeless because they had so many, and I'm talking hundreds. So I couldn't say no. Because why would I do that? I mean, it, it just seemed obvious thing to do. 
So the next day I donated them and then I went back to the Dunkin' Donuts. I told them where the items went. He says, well, would you, if you yeah. want to come back, come back as often as possible. And this turned into me spending yesterday unloading. My car was packed with food. And wow. so I kept thinking, I have so much work to do. I have to get home and write. So I thought, well, what are you learning about this experience right now, donating this food and seeing the people in Orange County who are really hurting right now in the pandemic? What are you learning, Janine? What, what, what are the moments that you could share with the readers? What kind of article could you write? So even though my mind was taking time off, it wasn't, but I was trying to think of the bigger picture. I love that. I, I, you're absolutely right. Giving is a wonderful way of getting outside of yourself mm-hmm. and, and not necessarily uh, thinking of what you're giving, just doing it, just, just, doing just it. giving all the time. Yeah. You know, I'm in the field of, I'm in the field of philanthropy and nonprofit. So most of, most of us, and it's always hard to stereotype, are mission driven. And so giving and helping is sort of part of our uh, DNA. But I love the fact that you did it. And then you were thinking about what you could give to others as a lesson, as a lesson, from doing, as a learning. Right. And that's a wonderful, that's a wonderful way to be. It really is. I think it's so important right now, Robin, to be empathetic and kind. Yes. I mean, I don't think I know. And I, I actually started this initiative called How to Become a Better Human. And it's, it's a care initiative and it, and it has to do with connection, the power of connecting to people, even total strangers. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm loving the conversations with the employees of the donut shop. I love hearing what they have to say. That's great. You know, and I, I've always feel like mental health is very important. So I, yes, the attention part, obviously we're in a mental health pandemic, being resilient and then educating ourselves on things we don't know that we need to know. And you know, one of the most interesting thing that, things that happens, um, and it's happened to everyone when they lose their job, is they are so surprised by the people who come to their aid they never even knew existed before. Yeah. Um, when they're feeling down, I say, just go back and read those lovely emails, those lovely cards from people that you didn't even know mm-hmm. knew about you yes. or cared about you or yes. cared about you. And um, it's as if the universe opens up and I say, I don't want to get you out there for all you corporate minded women, but it is as if the, if you allow it, the universe opens up, people appear that can help you. Yes. And you hear from people that can help you and you connect with people. Yes. And in terms of empathy, I was really surprised. Um, when I was talking to one of my former uh, staff members about recognition, which is, you know, another form of that, it is a form of valuing people. And I was surprised when she said, you know, you didn't even know me and you passed me in the hallway and I wasn't feeling well. And you stopped and said, are you okay? Wow. And that meant so much to her that she remembered it three and a half years later. Mm -hmm. I didn't remember it. It was just that kind of, you know, that urge to be empathetic and yes. as you say, to be human yes. to, with others. Right. Mm-hmm. Because people are hurting in so many different ways and people of all ages, yeah. they've lost 
internships and jobs, you know, younger yes. generations. Yes. They've missed milestones. There's yep. so much research on their mental health. They're socially isolated. And then older adults are feeling socially isolated and suffering in different yeah. ways as well. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It, it's true. And isolation, whenever you have a loss or, or trauma, or you feel as if um, in, the, in the job loss world that it was your fault, um, people will tend to self-isolate. Right. And that's very hard uh, mentally. And one of the reasons I wrote the book is to show women when you're feeling this, this is valid. This is your right to feel this way. And mm -hmm. everybody else felt that way. Um, and they expressed it differently. But you're not alone. You're yeah. part of a community. And so you know, I had, I've read a lot on this topic and any of us can read, oh, well, if you've lost your job, you know, start, uh, go to a coach, uh, write your resume this way, take a Myers-Briggs test, do all of that stuff. And the fact is that um, there's still so much uh, anger and sadness and loss to process yeah. that sometimes we're just, we're just not ready for that. And right. when women express how they felt, how they really felt like I went home and I sat in my kitchen for eight hours. I didn't change my clothes. I sat there for eight hours until my partner came. I crawled into bed with my prayer beads and didn't get out of bed until two days later, you know, all of those kinds of things. And then you see these same women uh, processing and really become somebody new and somebody stronger, yes. but community is really important to uh, mental health strength, let's call it, and stamina. Mm -hmm. We're not expected to know what to do. We're just not, even if we knew what to do in every other aspect of our life. It's like when you become a parent, there is no manual for that. Right. Um, you can read lots of books, but there you are with your child and no one's written about what you're facing that moment with your child. Exactly. And so you have to be able to be resilient and creative and to trust yourself, to trust yourself that what you're doing is the best thing you can do in that moment. Yes. And if somebody reaches out to you and they're looking for mm -hmm. advice or just to have a conversation, be open to that because Absolutely. I've had people reach out to me on LinkedIn, so many people, and it's important to take the time to connect because they, if, if they get a little bit of a idea, they can maybe find some new meaning and purpose in their life because of that conversation, a new trajectory. And, and we need to make the time for people. That's, that's very kind of you. And um, I had someone connect with me on LinkedIn and she said, how can I help? And I wrote back, that's my favorite question. <laughs> that's my favorite question. Here's how you can help. And here's how I can help you back. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. What else would you like people to know about your book? I think that they should know that it is chock full of what I call sound bites of advice so that you can flip through it and go back at any moment to be shorn up and you know, to what you might need at that time. So um, I'll give you an example. Uh, women um, have a tendency to think, think we can fix things. We wanna move quickly. We wanna do everything we can to, to change the situation. 
And one piece of advice that I give is don't confuse moving quickly with moving forward. Great. Um, slow down, take the time. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is uh, just remember the qualities that uh, you had in the role. Don't disappear the minute the job does. Yes. You're the same person you were that morning when somebody uh, when somebody called you up and said, mm-hmm. how are you doing, Janine? How, how? Okay. And so it's chock full of those, of those uh, elements. It also uh, coins a new phenomenon that I call being faux-fired. Faux-fired? Faux-fired. That's when women essentially fire themselves by staying in an untenable situation, trying to fix it. Mm-hmm. It hires up, just keep throwing more and more obstacles in their way. Or they, they in one case, they take, they take credit for, um, for all the good things and they lay all the bad things at the, the foot of the, of the woman. And then the women march in and they tell them everything they thought. And then they say they're fine. You know, they essentially, they quit. And it's like, well, congratulations, you saved them that you saved them the task of firing yourself. And, and really, you know, making, making women and all of us more aware of those dynamics, so that you don't end up full firing yourself, you end up preparing for your next move and not sort of, you know, gritting your teeth and, and trying to get beyond it, because you're right. And they're wrong. And you're right. I love that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Where can people find out more about you? So they can go to my website, theprofessionalguide.com, and they can order the book on Amazon, on the independent store bookshop. Uh, they can also uh, come and join my launch. I'm having a virtual book launch on October 19th at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Great. And they can hear, they will actually hear the true stories of women uh, who were in the book. One is still disguised. She's uh, chose to keep her anonymity. And the other one is now the CEO of her own branding company after um, she was both fired uh, three years ago. And they'll also hear from uh, an executive recruiter who really has the inside track on hearing from people when they're fired, what the firing managers say was their reason, what's the most common reason that people say firings occur, and how you can avoid making mistakes when you're in that vulnerable part. I know it must be really challenging. That's a understatement, having a book come out in the pandemic, mm-hmm. but because you really ha- are resonated with the fact that a lot of people have lost jobs, yes, you know, uh, or it hasn't been in their control. Perhaps businesses have been, right. you know, shut down. I think the timing is great. Um, I also think I like what you, you said earlier, how, you know, this is a time many women are becoming entrepreneurs. Yes. Yes. Um, and there's a big difference between coming and becoming an entrepreneur out of necessity and becoming an entrepreneur because you see a vision, you have an opportunity. And this is like somewhere, somewhere in between, mm-hmm. you know, it, they, um, where there's more and more um, entrepreneurship and support services and support organizations for women who are doing this and are stepping forward. Yeah, I, I 
I know at least um, three three women immediately who have done this. And that's just, that's just me. I mean, and then I see, I go online and I see there are hundreds of women who are doing this. So, you know, the name of my show is get the funk out, right? <laughs> I do. I do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so a good thing, you know, because I thought what a perfect book, because so many women who lose their jobs, they're in a major funk. And um, yes, this is this is just so relevant. Let me just give the name of the book again. Involuntary Exit, A Woman's Guide to Thriving After Being Fired. I want to thank you so much. Thank you. Taking the time to chat with me. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. Thanks very much. My pleasure.